Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. Uh, we are here to do a verse by verse today. Dr. R.B. Maynard is in the house. So we exist to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. Rick Maynard, each and every week, faithful as what Dr. R.B. is. Uh, uh, can't think of anything uh, witty I can't to say think right of now. Anything either. Oh, here we go. We're going to get in the word and we probably need to get in the word because it's post-election uh, yeah. day today. And... <laughs> A lot of chaos going it's on. Post-election blues. I don't care if you're blue yeah. or red. It's the blues today. You know. So. Yes, exactly. I do want to have a somewhat thought-out rant, if you will. Mm-hmm. Number one, and I was like, yeah, I want to make sure that I say this on uh, a format where I have to be held accountable for it someday. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. number one, my my comments regarding the election are is to the Christians. I would say, I, I feel like the last few years. And the last maybe year or two, I think we put a little too much stock and trust in a particular individual, Mm -hmm. one named President Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. I'm annoyed by that. I felt like we felt like he was kind of the savior and the answer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he still might get elected, et cetera. But I just feel like everyone, like, thought he was like a Jesus on earth, Mm -hmm. woke up every day and prayed in tongues an hour and read his Bible and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, to the church, I say, like... Today, we put our trust in the Lord again, mm-hmm. and just like any other Christian around the world would have to do in whatever uh, economic right. or de- democracy they would find themselves in, mm-hmm. uh, we have to keep in mind that there still really is um, dictatorships across the world and right. that we're not existing in, etc. And two, I would without, uh, uh, you know, again, be held accountable for these words. I would like to personally call out the prophets today. Mm. Uh, because there were those prophets that, oh, Trump's just going to sweep. It's going to be an overwhelming right. victory. Uh, so I say to the the prophets today, I would have a, like a good little sit down with mm-hmm. the Lord and just kind of think about your ministry and the things that you say. Right. Uh, one being, I mean, you know, Dutch Sheets, those kind of mm-hmm. guys. Uh, again, this is on live Facebook Live right now. Right. And my words are being held accountable. I would, if those guys gave me a call, be like, I, I would really kind of think mm-hmm. about you know what you're saying and right uh you know uh, what's going you know what i'm saying because a lot mm-hmm. of those guys a lot of those guys were like oh trump's just gonna sweep it it's just right. gonna be oh the blessings are gonna come in and woo you know right. and i think you know pro- prophesying is, is such a dangerous mm-hmm. art form right. Right. <laughs> art it form is. with that it is. uh but it's a dangerous thing because i think you have to really balance your your emotion mm-hmm. you know your your humanity uh, I know my wife today, I consider a very spiritual person that has an ability to hear from the Lord. And she was writing down things today, but she's like, I'm going to write these down. And I'm going to date them. Uh, and I want to say them, you know, in a, a public platform of some sort, but I'm not going to, you know, because right. it's, it can be controversial, but I'm willing to step in that controversial today. So those of you that are prophets, I don't, I don't, we, I follow some of you and I've said, it, I'll say his name twice now, a guy like Dutch Sheets or something like that. Uh, and because the other people, um, I know the last midterm election, a lot of people were like, oh, the red tsunamis come in, mm-hmm. meaning all these Republicans are going to get voted in. And it did not happen. Right. Uh, and I never really heard, you know, uh, you know, we, we got to hold our, our feet to the mm-hmm. fire, you know, and myself included. So that's why I say I say this on a, uh, a, a podcast that maybe it's not listened to by millions, but can be accessed by anyone in the world. I say it on Facebook Live today that. uh however many people listen to it or not. Um, and you know, but now, okay, it's out there in the internet for anyone to grab for the rest of my life. Number one, 
stop putting your trust in people. Mm-hmm. Put your trust in God. Right. Number two, prophets, uh, think about what you say mm-hmm. before you say it. Um, and is it ear tickling? Is it, you know, and I don't know, you know, and they're not going to, what, what accountability do they have? You know, I'm not for sure. Some of those mm-hmm. as to what they say, you know, make sure that you have good accountability in your life. I know at the end of the day for me, that's why I get stressed out or because I know I have a board, I have a church that I have to mm-hmm. answer to at the end of the day and I can't just do whatever I want to do. Yeah. Some of the most dangerous words to say are thus saith the Lord <laughs> because we say those things like it's God speaking. You know, it's one thing if you uh, have a, a thought, you know, I think yes, that right. someone's yep. going to win or yep. somebody, I think. But when you start declaring that mm-hmm. that the Lord has given me this word, it I mean, in simple terms, it turns you into a false prophet. Yeah. I mean, that is, we've said it many times, the true test of a true prophet is does the prophecy come true? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, it has to line up with the Bible. Does it come true? Those are the, if it doesn't, you yeah. declare, I'm not going to say whoever it is, you are a false prophet, but yeah. you missed it here. You said, thus saith yeah. the Lord. It's, I would think that's very damaging to mm-hmm. your, uh, reputation as what does that do for future things that you believe God is saying? Yeah. And then it's easy, you know, when uh, we were talking about this morning, we kind of live in our Republican, yeah. uh, Donald Trump, <laughs> our bubble. Red, red bubble. Right. I mean, we live there because <laughs> yeah. most of my friends on Facebook agree with yeah. what I say and, and I, and me with them. But you know, bottom line is, and I said it, we talked about it this morning at home, but bottom line is, I'm getting up. I'm going to work today. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to be at church tonight and I'm going to be at church on Sunday and all the things that we're worried about if if Biden wins, if Trump wins, all the things you're worried about on either side of that. You know, you can worry about it all you want to, but we don't know till it till it comes. Yeah. Oh, I bet this is going to happen if he gets it. We don't know that. So just, you know, my advice <laughs> is get up and start your day just like you have before. Mm-hmm. And I can't go back and look at all the presidents in my lifetime. Man, it was so good under that president. Man, it was so bad under that president. I've just lived my life all these years, getting up, going to work, going to church. Uh, you know, so we can cry the blues <laughs> all we want to, but there somebody's we go. not going to be happy. That's my hot take and perspective. So yep. you give me a call, uh, reach out <laughs> to me. And Stella Maynard says here on Facebook, I woke up and looked at Rick Maynard and said, it's going to be okay. Yeah. No. Oh, no. She just said, well, I woke up this morning. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Singing in my head. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. You're, you're, a, you're a false prophet <laughs> this morning. So, well, and it's, it, it's very relevant because we're talking about Kings and there were good Kings yep. and there were bad Kings. And you know what? God sent some of them. You know, yeah. some of those, oh, well, man. not some of them. If we truly believe that God's <laughs> in control and God appoints leaders, that doesn't mean he approves of them. Yes. He yep. just appoints them for a time uh, for maybe if we don't get the guy we like, maybe it's a lesson to us. Maybe yeah. we need to sit back and say, well, <clears throat> what's God trying to say through this bad guy? If you think Trump's bad, if you think Biden's bad, I mean, whatever it is, what's God trying to, to say and to teach us through all of this? So, anyway, are we done with that? Yep, I'm done with my rant, yes. Okay, okay, well. (laughs) Well, 1 Kings chapter 20, and this is, it's just funny because we've gone through so many political things here recently, and then when you're in the book of Kings, I mean, that's exactly, it's political moves, it's going to war to state your case, it's Israel winning, and then it's, 
you know, yeah. somebody else winning, yeah. and it's good kings, bad kings, all those types of things. So it is, it's relevant. It's yeah. not ironic. It's relevant. Yes. But, 20 verse 1, now Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, mustered his entire army. Army, yeah, that's a new word for you this morning. Army. You sound like Joe Biden over there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Accompanied by 32 kings with their horses and chariots, he went up and besieged Samaria and attacked it. It doesn't really tell us what that war was about. You know, it's. I mean, we want to know today, well, why did we do that? Vietnam is a good one. You know, how many people have said, we lost all those men in Vietnam and nobody knew what we were fighting for? That's Now, if you're a political person, maybe you could really get into all that and the reasons behind it and the importance of it. But that's why there was so much protest on that war, because nobody really knew what, what we were fighting for. So, but uh, and, and the majority of the time, as we've read through here, it deals with one king. This guy did this. This guy said that. Then this other king came along, and they were fighting against each other but now it's talking about 32 kings wow. at one time are coming together to make decisions as i guess it'd be more like congress instead of kings in our day but um verse two and three he sent messenger messengers into the city to ahab king of israel saying this is what ben hadab says your silver and gold are mine and the best of your wives and children are mine or the same as mine in other words this is whether it's a declaration of war and that some some of them said it's more like a demanding like a tax you would come in and say uh, as a new president or something i'm raising income tax to x amount of dollars or i'm raising social security tax to so many dollars but this is an actual i'm it's this is going to be as if i own you you know whether Hmm. he literally came in or would come in and just take the wives and children. <laughs> and I kind of like that. I just want the best of the wives and the best of the children. <laughs> you know, I don't want all your wives, just the best of, of those. So I guess that'd be a good time to say, my wife is terrible. Don't take her. That's, unless you really did want to get rid of yeah, her. Yeah, right, but, right. But anyway, it's kind of like a demand for taxes is what, what it's saying. It's the same as mine. What you have, your money, in other words, is the same as mine whether it's an individual or whether it's a government that comes like in. Like you have a truck, you have a truck. What is it, a 70? 72. 72, and you got a nice one and you got a, a bad one. Mm-hmm. So they would have took the good one. Right, they would have took the good <laughs> one. Yep, yep. 20 verse 4, the king of Israel answered, just as you say, my lord, the king, I and all I have are yours. Uh, isn't it amazing how quickly somebody can, and again, we don't always have all the words. Maybe there was a long conversation, but it really sounds like this guy just says, Oh, okay. You know, if you want my the wives and children, and, you know, we're just going to, here, mm-hmm. here it is. Okay, we're all in agreement. 25 and 6, the messengers came again and said, this is what Ben-Hadad says. I sent to demand your silver and gold, your wives and your children, but about this time tomorrow, I'm going to send my officials to search your palace and the houses of your officials. They will seize everything you value and carry it away. So, this is one. This is one of those situations where you agree to one thing. You're like, okay, um, we'll pay twenty percent tax, and then they're like, man, they sure gave into that awful easy. If they'll give twenty, <laughs> maybe they'll give thirty. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of like uh, uh, getting an estimate on you know building a house or something. And I'm like, okay, that's two hundred thousand. That's going to be two hundred thousand dollars. Okay, that sounds good. 
And then what do I do? I go home thinking, man, I should have said 220. Right. I should have said <laughs> yeah. 230. They, they yeah. took that. It's, it's, it's in the real estate business, it's offer and counter offer. It's like we get to thinking if they accept our offer too quick, mm-hmm. we probably could have got more out of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's kind of the way this is here, man. If they're going to give in that easy, then hey, we'll just take. And this, ha- this has to do with it says they will seize everything you value and carry it away. So this is, uh, you know, if they, if they come in here and say, I want your little planner here, mm-hmm. it's like, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, that's not a problem, but it really is about uh, the things that you value. And one of the, the uh, commentaries even said it had to do with, with their Bible, their Torah. And, you know, I thought about the thing where we see people running out of houses, their house catches on fire. And it's like, what are you going to take? And that's always that kind of a trick question, kind of a question just to see how you'll react. Mm -hmm. And okay, if your house is on fire and you can take one thing, what are you going to, and people, uh, my safe. Yeah. My, my (laughs) money, my pictures, you know, I got, I got money in the drawer in there. If you were sentimental, you know, I want my pictures. Why? Because they can't be replaced. Mm -hmm. I got those on the Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's on the, yeah. You can always find them today. So. But, you know, it, when you think about back then, the, the Torah, right, yeah. not everybody had a copy. Yeah. Yes. And oh, man. So if you think, you know, and, and maybe you've worked hard, maybe you've saved. I mean, they probably had to buy at a, at a high price their copies back then. I mean, they're handwritten. Right. They had to be, um, when, when they wrote copies of that, there has to be a scribe who watches you write to make sure that you don't intentionally or accidentally even leave out some words in there. So, you know, it was a very valuable thing. It very well might be. I mean, they think it, it re, or, uh, meant the Torah itself. And most of us wouldn't think, I mean, honestly, I mean, I love my Bible, but I probably yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, you know, right. and why is that? It can be replaced mm-hmm. in our world. So yes, we don't, yeah, yeah. We don't have we, a, uh, Americans have ten of them or right, whatever twelve. More. Yeah, and you're, it's on your yeah, phone. Your it's phone. on your computer. I mean, for us, it's so easily accessible. We lose um, respect or or honor for and, that. And I Bible. have it, and I have it memorized. So I mean, well, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> if we need to know anything, we'll just come to you. That's what I told Likely Shep and said the day I was like, oh man, I, I forgot my Bible. Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. and I, I got it memorized. Yeah. Well, you know, some of the <laughs> some of the students of that time did memorize. Had to, right. You know, that was part of that's their, amazing. Um, training and becoming a rabbi or whatever was was memorizing. So, um, and that you know that that thing about taking uh, something you value, something that means something to you, it's it's a little bit like breaking your spirit. And we've talked about that here with Corona and and people having to stay home, people not being able to see their families. And I'm not I'm not being a conspiracy theory that that was the intention, you know, from the beginning. But but it has broken a lot of people's spirits. Mm-hmm. Oh, Thanksgiving absolutely. has changed. I mean, yeah. we're not having the big gathering this year because there's still some family members who are they're just they're not going to go out. You know, and they're not going to be in a gathering if everybody doesn't have a mask on. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm not I'm not getting on the air here and bashing that. I'm just saying yeah. that, that it's broken some people's and not only yes, the people. Nope, who absolutely. Not only the people who don't want to come, but the people who would come. But now mm-hmm. it's like nobody's going to be there. So 
So it, there has been a little bit of a breaking of the spirit, and yep. and even in the election, I don't care. You know, there are are Democrats and Republicans, and ha- I mean, really half right now. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really split. <laughs> yeah, I mean, half Divided. the people are going to be unhappy yes. when this thing plays out. So, um, so it's it's about, and you don't break somebody's spirit usually with one time. You know, if you're, we talk about parents with their children and how you can. Mm-hmm. You know, keep telling you tell them they're worthless. They're never yeah. going to amount to anything. Well, that usually doesn't happen in a one-time thing. That's usually not one day you told one of your kids you're just worthless, and from that point on, their life was horrible. It's usually a daily, monthly, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Yeah, uh, repetitive. All, all I ever heard from my dad was how I was never going to amount to anything. Yep. You know, and then you grow up believing it. You break a spirit. And that person then grows up believing that they're never going to amount to anything. Mm-hmm. And they might as well just yep. take this crummy job, marry this crummy person because I don't deserve any better. Mm-hmm. So so anyway, that's part of what's happening here. Uh, verse 7, the king of Israel summoned all the elders of the land and said to them, See how this man is looking for trouble. When he sent for my wives and children, my silver and my gold, I did not refuse him. It, this is this is a king. He's demanding things, and they're giving in. But that's really not what Ben Hadad. What Ben Hadad wanted war. I mean, he was a, a a warrior king, if you would. He wanted war. So it's like, you know, you you. It, it's it's kind of like if if I'm bidding a job and I really don't want the job, what am I going to do? I'm going to bid high. And it's like, well, why don't you just. Bid it. Well, you're trying to you're trying to do something because that's not really what you want mm-hmm. in there. And in his case, it's I don't really want your stuff. I don't really want money. I just didn't want to do the job. In my case, if I was a as a contractor, but in his case, he wants something else. He wants war. He doesn't want their stuff. So they're they're coming in there and well, uh, you got to go along to get along. Yeah, and that's kind of the. Okay, I mean, it's probably easier just to, to say yes than it would be to fight this thing. Well, if I say yes, then we don't go to war and we won't lose people. So would we, I, and again, it's, it's today's culture, it's today's thinking, do I want to be a slave or do I want to fight for freedom? And sometimes it's easier to think, well, at least if I'm a slave, I'm alive. Mm-hmm. I might die in the fight. Yeah. So we... What do we do? We cow down to whatever is the, the easiest thing. Right now, how many people are not coming back to church after, after the virus and after church is shut down? A lot. And so a lot of those people that are not coming back have, have just they've gotten used to that mm-hmm. now. Yep. And that's Habitual. The easy, a habit has been developed. Yeah. It's, it's easy. If you're, if you're not in love with church, it's easy to not go to church. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy. I've had times, and you probably have too, even as a pastor, you've had times where it's like, Ugh, I just don't <laughs> want to go tonight, you know, not because you're mad, not because mm-hmm. you're, it's just like, I don't want, but then there's a, then there's a, a habit that develops out of that where it's like, it's okay just to do the, the easy thing. I mean, when the, when the president or whoever comes in and says no churches, a lot of people are like, okay. See, I was, str- I was struggling in my church attendance and I was like, well, if I become a pastor, then I have to go. You have to go. <laughs> yeah. So now it, it just fixed the whole problem for yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like there was an old joke, something about the mom coming in and waking the kid up and saying, get up, it's time for church. And, 
He's like, give me one good reason. Well, because you're the pastor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we'll move on. But, um, it, you know, you can go along to get along. And and that does work in a sense. And I, I brought this up as an illustration. When I worked on the ambulance service, I would have a drunk in the back. And, and a lot of drunks, they want to fight everybody. They don't even need a reason. Mm-hmm. They just, well, I'll whip your butt. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. And it's like, I wouldn't, instead of saying, well, you go ahead and try it, or, hey, I got you strapped down, you know. I mean, I, I didn't get in that big deal. It's like, well, you probably could, you know. Well, they don't, it's almost like they don't know what else to say because they, <laughs> they wanted a fight. They wanted yeah. an argument about it. And and it happens sometimes, and I, and I don't know. Somebody can, you know, hey, call in, comment, <laughs> if you don't think it's right. But with Alzheimer's, dementia, those kind of things, sometimes it's it's easier to just agree with that person who is asking. A, I remember my dad one time, he never really had. He was, I'd say he was starting to get some dementia, but mm-hmm. he would have lots of moments of clarity. And so so he didn't suffer with that a long time. But one time he said, what what'd you do with that house? And I said, well, what house? He said, that greenhouse up there on the hill. And I said, you know, instead of saying, Dad, we never had, you never had a greenhouse up on the hill. I just said, we sold it. Well, I thought that would take care of it. And then he said, well, what'd you do with the money? <laughs> so he was, uh, I just told him, I said, it's, we put it in your account. And he was like, okay, and just went on, you know. Well, is it worth it with <laughs> with that dementia patient, that Alzheimer's patient, to try to get into an argument to try to convince them and and they don't i mean that greenhouse on the hill was as real to him as as if it were real Mm -hmm. and why get into an argument about things sometimes it's just it is easier sometimes just to say okay and move on you know i i hate controversy i hate getting into it into some big long drawn out argument with somebody and we and then we get on facebook and argue which is even crazier i think yeah, because somebody wrote something down, and so you know you write something down to respond to that. I mean, it, that's just it's foolishness. As soon as I, if I've ever said anything, as soon as I see it go that direction, yeah, I just I just stop. Yeah, because it's not going to end. They're not going to change my mind. I'm not, mm-hmm. especially in a written conversation. That's when people get really mad because you can't see yeah. the facial expressions, right? Uh, emotion, yeah, kind of like wearing a mask now. We can talk, and people would think we were mad, you know. Yeah. So. Verse 9, so he replied to Ben-Hadad's messengers, tell my Lord, no, wait a minute, back up, um, 28, the elders and the people all answered, don't listen to him or agree to his demands. So, you know, you agreed to something that came up, and then your board and your congregation is like, pastor, don't cow down to that. That's not, you know, that's not what God wants for us. So, verse 9, so he replied to Ben-Hadad's messengers, <clears throat> Tell my lord the king, your servant will do all you demanded the first time, but this demand I cannot meet. They left and took the answer back to Ben-Hadad. So, and this is a, a, a cowing down. Instead of like saying, hey, I'm a king and you're a king. What makes you better than me? You know, it's like I'm a governor and you're a governor. That doesn't make you a better governor because your state's bigger or, uh, you know, any of those kind of things. So it's like, 
it's like saying, what, I mean, he calls him your servant, or, you know, I'm your servant, my Lord the King, and this demand I can't meet. In other words, the people won't let me. So it's, it's like, okay, I'll go tell him that. But then it's, you know, it's all this, my Lord the King. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's still, even in, he partially did things right, I guess. 2010, then Ben-Hadad sent mes- another message to Ahab, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if enough dust remains in Samaria to give each of my men a handful. Swearing by the gods, Ben-Hadad, well, neither one of these guys are any good. I mean, Ahab is not a good king. So, you know, a lot of times in, in these controversies, you can say, well, this is the good king, this is the bad king. But these guys, neither one of them are are good guys. Mm-hmm. So we don't have, like, I mean, it almost sounds like we ought to be really rooting for Ahab. This is Ahab, the husband of Jezebel. This is not one good guy and one bad guy. <laughs> neither one of these guys are any good. So so when it's talking about, you know, this is this would be an expression, in other words, of uh, war. May the gods be deal with me, be it ever so severely, if enough dust remains in Samaria to give each one of my men a handful. In other words, I'm going to not just win a battle, I'm going to totally devastate your place. And I I, I thought about this in, in the context of we don't see these kind of things today. I mean, that's why people, a lot of people don't like Old Testament because, well, that that wouldn't happen in today's world. Right. Well, have you seen <laughs> some of the pictures of, uh, you know, in whatever, Iraq or some of those places that they have a mm-hmm. war, I mean, they totally destroy the city. And in Jerusalem, I mean, Jerusalem's been destroyed and rebuilt. And, you know, our only concept of that would be, okay, somebody comes to Carthage and invades Carthage, burns down every building, completely destroys Walmart. <laughs> what would we do then? I mean, yeah. we would all never survive without Walmart. I'd have to but, go get a bunch of leaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, I, the courthouse... I mean, I, I every time I'm up there, I just look at that building like, man, that is an awesome mm-hmm. building. Not just because I'm a Carthage fan, but it is an awesome building. Can you imagine if we had some kind of war and they came through here and burnt the courthouse down or, you know, got the wrecking balls out and just leveled it? I mean, and that's what he's talking about here. If may God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow... I don't completely destroy the city. So, um, 2011, the king of Israel answered, Tell him, one who puts on his armor should not boast like one who takes it off. And this is, all of a sudden now, he's gotten all brave in this. So, that phrase actually means, you might put on your armor, but that doesn't mean you'll be alive to take it off. You can act all uh, bold and tough and like it's not. Well, again, we've been dealing with the the election last night, today, for who knows how long. But we've been dealing with that. And all these people who, oh, Trump's got it, Trump's got it. You know, this is kind of that same expression. Just because you think, in your local area, everybody's a Trump lover, and we've seen Trump train and Trump flags and Trump signs and all those kinds of things. It doesn't mean 
that just because you saw all that, that he's going to be the next president. And in this scenario, it's saying just because you put on your armor, because you, you put it on thinking you're going out to battle and you're coming back with your armor on, don't act like that because you could be the guy laying out there in the field with your armor on that you thought was going to save you, and it's not going to save you. So so he gets starts getting bold there. But uh, Ben-Hadad, verse 12, heard this message while he and the kings were drinking in their tents, and he ordered his men, prepare to attack. So they prepared to attack the city. And this is battle plans that are being made while, there's, while they're drunk. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't say there that they're drunk, but later on it talks about them being being drunk. And so... This is, I mean, isn't it amazing that, that you'd get a group of guys together and they would all think, I mean, they're drinking, they're, you know, probably having a toast and all that kind of stuff. I mean, can you imagine making those plans while you're drunk? I mean, it's bad enough to make all these bad plans while you're sober and sensible and all of those things. And, and I think sometimes even in our times today, we were like, man, you must have been drunk. To mm-hmm. make that decision, yeah, you know, Congress—they all must have had a big drinking party before they brought that law, you know, in. Why else would anybody do that that had any sense about them? Uh, one more verse, verse thirteen. Meanwhile, a prophet—we've been talking about the prophets this morning—but meanwhile, a prophet came to Ahab, king of Israel, and announced. And here's the words we just talked about. It doesn't say we don't use "thus saith the Lord." Probably King James would say mm-hmm. that, but. It says, this is what the Lord says. Do you see this vast army? I will give it into your hand today, and then you will know that I am the Lord. This is probably one of those prophets, if you go back, that Elijah hid in the caves. It said he had 50 in two different caves. This is probably one of those. We don't know. uh, Well, it was Obadiah who actually hid him under Elijah's reign or whatever. we don't really know who it is. The, the Hebrew says um, this vast army, he calls it a mob. And I mm. thought, in that, again, that's relative today with rioting and all the things. It's a mob. You get a mob mentality even. And so, but, but this is the prophet coming to Ahab, who Ahab is not a godly man. You would think, why wouldn't the prophet come to some godly king and say, I want you to intervene in this but god had a purpose and and in the election right now you know i mean obviously i'm a trump supporter but it doesn't matter now i can say that now because you can't go vote now so (laughs) i mean uh, it's not anyway i don't think it's politically incorrect but but it's kind of that same idea that whatever happens god is gonna god still reigns Mm -hmm. god still in control. I may not be happy about it, but it says, um, do you see this vast army? I'll give it into your hand today, and you will know that I am the Lord. We need to keep that in mind. He is the Lord. It doesn't matter yep. what happened. He didn't get caught off guard. Mm-hmm. He didn't make a mistake in yep. this. And, and you, you know, we can all say, I mean, it's easy to say, well, must have been God's will for Biden to be president or Trump to be president. Must have been God's will. Well, we always say that if it's the guy we want. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's not the guy we want, well, man, this world's going to fall apart now mm-hmm. because because God's will wasn't done. And, you know, in, in bad leadership, we need to sit back and say, okay, you know, 
I don't, it's not who I would have wanted, and I can find all kinds of reasons why he's the bad guy or whatever. I find all the reasons, but we all really need to sit back and say, if this really wasn't who God would have wanted, mm-hmm. I still need to uh, realize that God's in control on this, and God has something to teach me through this yeah. guy's presidency, and 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 take it like that instead of saying, well, you know, wasn't God's will, so we're really in for we're really in for trouble. Yeah. I think God's people, regardless of the economy, regardless of gas prices, anything else. We all just need to keep saying, you know, the the Lord is Lord mm-hmm. here. That yep. it's not um, it's not Biden and it's not Trump and the world's not going to fall apart tomorrow. Uh, we're not going to wake up in a different world today if if Biden won instead of Trump. We're still living in the same mm-hmm. world today, and and it's not even going to happen till January. So it's not like everything yeah. changed today. So anyway, I I think well we can still live in peace. Yeah. As as Christian people, we can still live in peace. Mm-hmm. We can still come to church and worship. Hey, might that change? It might, but I'm not going to worry about it till it does. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep yeah. doing what I do every day uh, until. Don't worry about it till it's time to worry about yeah. it, <laughs> and then don't worry. <laughs> well, about we're it not, because, you know, we're not. One thing I was pondering this morning in the midst of our culture, but it's just that we're we're not above reproach as right. the people of God. Is that right. We are not above reproach. That that what does that mean? Is that God rebukes and corrects those He loves, and and there's nothing special about us that God right. at times doesn't have to shift or change or do things in, to capture our attention to right. get us closer to Him. Uh, and uh, maybe I'll squeak a little, you know, uh, secret out there. Maybe kind of Pastor Rachel is really talking about today. It was like, are you hearing any Christians people? Uh, complaining about the lost you know or mm-hmm. was any outcry today about oh god the lost those mm-hmm. that are going to hell those who right. don't have jesus or is what's happening in our culture more about oh now it's going to affect my comfort mm-hmm. it's going to affect my right. me and that that is an attitude shift that god will rebuke and correct and mm-hmm. uh, bring the church to a place of dependency right uh to, to make sure that the mentality and the mindset not just a pursuit of blessing but a pursuit of uh, right. you know, uh, of really God in the, in the way it should be. Yeah. Our biggest, sometimes the biggest form. worry is how much is this going to cost me in money? We're not, uh, sometimes our biggest worry is how is this going to affect my religious freedom? Mm-hmm. How is this going to affect the church? The Again, the souls, how, how's it going to affect that? But most of the time, you know, I heard my dad say one time when, when uh, Bill Clinton and my dad, I wouldn't say he's diehard Democrat, Republican or whatever, but he made a statement one time. Well, he's a he's a good president, and this was in the middle of the uh, Lewinsky, uh-huh. you know, all that <laughs> stuff that was going on, and they were impeaching him and all of that. And it was right in the middle of that. And I said, you know, Dad, I mean, have you not seen all this stuff that's going on right now with him? And I wasn't really into politics, but and he was like, yeah, but the economy's good. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of. <laughs> and, yeah. and my dad was a godly man. That was. A misstep on his part probably but i'm just saying uh, so many people that is the issue mm-hmm. it's it's money so anyway i'm gonna wake up in a yeah. peaceful world tomorrow <laughs> in my own world so isaiah come over here real quick say hi to everyone on facebook live real quick hey it's just the verse by verse uh grace point daily podcast verse by verse dr rb maynard everyone who's watching live can say hi look in there and say hi, hi. we'll talk to you guys next time have a good day